0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Pennell, for today, Sunday, August 26th, the last Sunday of August. Thank you guys for hanging in there with us all month long, and a big thank you to all of you who have hung in there with us all year long, and a big, big, big thank you to all of you who have hung in there with us for the last 10 years. We definitely appreciate it. Um, We have a great show plan for you guys tonight tonight we're talking about the challenges of a makeup artist working in film and television but before we get into this we're going to go take a very quick break and we'll be right back
0: beauty talk radio hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist janice and denise Tunnel, is celebrating 10 years and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests our sponsors and supporters who have taken the journey with us Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversation, beauty, and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter-Narcisse, Tim Buchanan, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, AJ Crimson, Michael Develis. Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille friend Rochard, Najah Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S. of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda, Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, Beauty Talk Online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going, and we know you are, too.
1: And we're back. And a very big, big, big shout-out to Ms. Kelly Avent, who does our uh, Beauty Talk ads, and she did the Beauty Talk 10, um announcement that you just heard. So a big shout-out to Kelly. We love her, um, and we thank her for her support of the show. And then another thing, I just wanted to uh, shout-out Friends Beauty Supply um, in California. They are a sponsor of the show as well. I just wanted to shout them out for all that they do for us here at Beauty Talk. All right, I'm going to uh, turn it over to my sister Denise so that she can greet you guys. But again, we're talking tonight, the challenges of a makeup artist working in film and television. Now I'll turn it over to Denise. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And uh, Kelly there in, in that ad just mentioned the uh, bunch of different countries that follow the show and, um, and listen to the show, and so I just wanted to say a big thank you for those of you who um, listened to us uh, this past week. We, of course, want to shout out our listeners here in the U.S., as well as the Netherlands uh, for joining us three weeks in a row, um, the U.K., Canada, and Australia, and there were plenty more, but we just wanted to highlight a few of those. And um, thank them again for uh, for joining us. So just a shout-out to all of you guys. So thank you again. Now, moving on to a little bit of beauty news. Um, if you're in the Atlanta area, uh, you may be a little familiar um, with this. Um, the Skull Asylum Makeup Effects Studio is uh, pretty new to the area, and they are um, having an open house. Excuse me. They're having an open house on Saturday, September fifteenth, at seven p.m. to ten p.m. Um, and they are located in Fayetteville, Georgia. Um, you can get more information on their website about um, the exact location, and um, you can also email them at Skull Asylum SFX Studio at gmail That's S K U L L A S Y L U M S F X Studio. at at gmail.com and their phone number 727-644-3814 again 727-644-3814 so again they're having an open house and they're inviting everyone to come out to tour the location as well as um, get information on um, what they offer they're just briefly looking at their website um Some of their creative services are sculpture design, creature design, life casting, 3D transfers, uh, custom prosthetics, SFX fabrication, custom mold engineering, on-set application, gag rigging, gore, haunted attractions, old age advanced application, old age stipple, uh, trauma effects, character teeth, character suits, uh, custom armor and fabrication, period makeup, uh, sci-fi effects, uh, medical trainers, uh, prop weapons, and so, so much more. So if you're interested in that type of makeup, be sure to join them if you're in the area or if you can get to the area um, on September uh, 15th, again, at 7 p.m. Uh, until 10 p.m., and they're located in Fayetteville, Georgia. Uh, moving right along, IMAT Toronto. For those of you who uh, visit um, Toronto before during IMATS, you know that you're in for a good time. So, if interested, you still have time to get your tickets, um, as well as uh, being able to go online to check out to check out who's going to be there, uh, what classes are offered, um, and so forth. But I just wanted to go briefly over a couple of things that's happening um, on that Saturday and that Sunday. There is not a pro event. This is a this is a smaller show. So on Saturday, September twenty second, you have surreal makeup illusions with Mimi Choi, and Mimi's been uh, hanging out with IMATS all this year, so she'll be at the uh, Makeup Artist Magazine booth on that Saturday. You have using texture to create uh, relevance. That's on the IMATS stage from ten forty five to eleven forty five on that Saturday. Um, Jane McKay will be um, giving that little speech. Um, Interview with Donald Mowat, and that's 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on the open forum stage. Uh, You have a portfolio uh, review with Alex LaMarche, and that's 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Makeup Artist Magazine booth. You have a special effects prosthetic application with Sig Neutron, and that's on the IMAT stage from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Now, that's sponsored by Krylon Professional Makeup. And Delium Tools with Thomas Supernet. that's 1215 to 115 on the open forum stage. And Delium Tools is the sponsor. And then Jessica Ferreira from 145 to 245, sponsored by BDL Cosmetics, and she's K-Beauty Glass Skin Trend. So K-Beauty Glass Skin Trend. So K-Beauty is known for its glass skincare routine since while this look can be best achieved by proper skin care, you can still fake it with the power of makeup. BDL will showcase the various usage of signature um, lumen layer primer formulated with this trademark lumen layer prismatic pearls that combine red and blue pigments to achieve a hydrated translucent look. So that should be interesting for sure. Uh, then there's a portfolio review with Colin Penman at the Makeup Artists Magazine booth from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Um and then there's a there's a ton of panels. Um there's an award show for the uh for the character prosthetic uh, makeup, the Battle of the Brushes competition. Um then there's a tribute to Music Legends um, portfolio would be with Mike Hill and again this is all on Saturday. So then on Sunday um sponsored by Makeup Artists magazine Makeup for Beauty Campaigns, and, again, that will be with Alex LaMarche. And then you have Colin Penman again, and he's doing a booth demo at the Makeup Artist Magazine uh, booth. You have Sean Richards. She's painting with light, illuminating the skin when the director of photography doesn't. And this is at the, on the IMED stage from 1045 to 1145. Then you have my good friend James McKinnon with a prosthetic demonstration, and that's sponsored by Makeup Artists Magazine. That's on the open forum stage. Um, And then you have a portfolio review with Alex LaMarche, and that's 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Makeup Artists Magazine booth. Jordan Liberty um, is coming. There's no information on what – type of class he's going to be teaching but that's sponsored by Makeup Artists Magazine and that will take place at the IMAT stage from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. on Sunday. Again, Jordan Liberty. From social media to brand collaboration, Mimi Choi, um, sponsored by Makeup Forever. She's from 145 to 245 on Sunday, the IMAT stage. And then again, you have Sig Neutron, with special effects prosthetic application. Um, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. on the open forum stage. Then you have Mike Hill, again, Portfolio Review um, at the Makeup Artist Magazine booth. That's from 2 to 3 p.m. So if you have work that you want, um, you know, someone to see, whether it's beauty, whether it's spe- uh, special effects, you will have uh, a couple of different artists there doing uh, portfolio reviews for whatever type of makeup looks uh, you have in your portfolio. You have the Battle of the Brushes competition, the Beauty Fantasy um, Portion of that from 3:15 to 3:45, and you have a social media panel from 3:45 to 4:45, um, sponsored by Makeup Artist Magazine, Alex Lamarche, Jordan Liberty, Nikki Sky. Um, so be sure to check that out. That seems like it's going to be interesting. So there's quite a few uh, things going on at IMAX Toronto. It Takes place September 22nd through 23rd um, of this year. So it's coming up pretty soon. So if you don't have your tickets and you're interested in going, then please do so by going to IMATS.net. That's I-M-A-T-S dot net. All right. And uh, I just wanted to put this out there. You were talking about IMATS. And for those of you who are here in Atlanta or live close to Atlanta and can get to Atlanta uh, for the very first time, Uh, This year in November, November 16th through the 18th, iMatch is coming to Atlanta. Uh, This is the very first time for this show here in Atlanta, and there's a lot of excitement um, around this show, so just wanted to put that out there, save the date, November 16th through the 18th. And actually, November 16th, which is a Friday, is just Artistry Unlocked. And what that is is just some um, makeup artists workshops, paid workshops, on Friday, November the 16th. But the actual two-day show starts the 17th and ends on the 18th. Um, there's a lot of artists already in the lineup, and that includes yours truly. My sister and I here will be uh, talking about clean beauty tips for actors of color. So that's going to be on Saturday. So you don't want to miss that. Um, and that's going to be, actually, it's going to be Saturday. We don't have a, have a time quite yet, but that will be on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we will be at the Ben Nye booth doing demos with their uh, wonderful product line. So stay tuned for more information on IMAT Atlanta. Again, that's November 16th through the 18th. Then I just want to give you another save the date. The International Salon and Spa Expo, which is ISSE, um, is coming to the Long Beach Convention Center again um, January 26th through the 28th of 2019. So that's next January, January 26th through the 28th. Um, ISSE and Naha are united for the biggest event in beauty. Experience the industry's most prestigious awards show. Get inspired through... Um, Innovative Education, and shop all in one amazing weekend. For more information about this show, um, you can go to ProBeauty.org, and more information will be available coming in September. So that's about another week. Um, Also, ISSE, they're looking for exhibitors. If you are exhibiting um, or interested in exhibiting, rather, um, to showcase your brands to thousands of salon owners and professionals, ISSE offers unparalleled opportunities to promote your brand and reach the widest possible audience. Whatever your budget or goals may be, they can create marketing and promotional opportunities that, that are right for your brand. Okay, and so if you would like to download the exhibitor, um, to exhibit or sponsor, rather, if you would like to download the brochure, you can go, to, again, to ProBeauty.com. And uh, download those brochures to exhibit. And then also, you can contact their sales team at sales at probeauty.org. Again, that's sales at probeauty.org, or you can call them at 480 455 3461. Again, that number is 480. 4455-3461. 4455-3461. Five, five, All right. So again, as I said at the top of the show, tonight we are talking about the challenges of a makeup artist working in film and television. And so I wanted to start off tonight by mentioning um, one challenge, and a lot of people don't really think about this, but one of the things that typically happens in the life of a makeup artist working in film and television is, um, you know, there, you spend a lot of time, most of your week, on set. And, I'm, and when I'm talking about this, I'm going to talk really basically from my perspective um, because a lot of times you can work on film and television just for a day here, a day there, and they call that day playing or day checking. But if you hired on a film or television project and you're working full-time, then you're working, you know, for the most part, Monday through Friday. There are some other projects that have different schedules, like there may be a six-day work week or it may be a five-day work week, but it's not Monday through Friday. It could be, you know, Tuesday through Saturday or something like that. So, But for the most part, you're working anywhere from five to six days um, on feature projects. so with that being said, one of the things is that you spend a majority of your week on set. And, you know, there's a lot of people who don't realize how much time is spent on working on film and television projects. You know, um, I get a lot of, and I know my sister does as well, I get a lot of emails from makeup artists who want to be um, – Make Artists for film and television, they want to join the union. There's a union that we have to join and work on feature, um, feature projects. so we can talk about that in detail on another show. but they want to join the union. they want to work on feature film and TV and um, but they just don't realize how long their day can be. you know and your average day is going to be 12 hours but there's times when you work you may work 16, 17 or 18 hours. There's times when you're going to do you may do over 80 hours per week. You know, and a lot of people aren't prepared for the hours spent. So there's, you know, I I you know, I see people who come on set and in their minds just because they are day playing or day checking, they think that they're going to come in do eight hours and go home, or come in and do the 12 hours and go home. Sometimes they are booked on maybe my show today and on another show the next day. They're day playing so they can go from show to show to show. And they may be booked on my show today and have to go to work. They already know that their call for the next day might be, you know, maybe 4.30 a.m., may not get off of work on my show until midnight. You know, it's a chance that you have to take. Um, It's a chance you take for booking, you know, a day here and a day there because you just don't really know what the schedule is going to be on any given day on any given show. So that's one one problem that a lot of times makeup artists find themselves in. And so when you first get started in this business, you have to make up your mind and, and figure out, you know, how much time am I going to dedicate to this business? Now, if you're all in, then you have to be all in. Um, if you have a family, you may have to think twice about, um, how, you know, how you're going to work in this business. You may want to just, just be a day player and only day play and work, you know, here or there, uh, Um You know, especially when you have young kids, really small kids, and kids that you have to spend more time with, you may have to really um, consider that. So that's one of the things. Um, It doesn't have to be a challenge, um, but it will be a challenge when you're not prepared for the hours that you have to work. Um, What do you think about that, Denise? Denise? I'm having problems hearing you. Uh, sorry. Um, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, what I was saying is I, I agree with everything you're saying. It's hard. You know, if if you're someone who's not on a job full time, then, yes, it's, it's, it can be very difficult because, like you were mentioning that with the example you gave, like, you know, you're booked on one job and you're not sure when you're going to wrap on that show on that particular day but yet you are um, you know you're you already booked on something else the very next day and you you can't control what time you're supposed to start work so it's it's hard when you're in that kind of situation but when you my, let me just put it like this my suggestion and i know people are um, trying to get work and get as much work as they can you know because they're, they're trying to you know fill that they're trying to fill that week up. So my suggestion would be is to stick with one show unless you have, or if, you, if you're going to work at more than one show, they give yourself a break in between the days that you work on these shows. You know what I'm saying? Like don't accept a job the very next day on another show unless you know for sure that your call times are not going to, you know, prevent you from getting a good night's sleep. Because, I mean, that mm-hmm. could really be, really be torture on you. You know, it can be very dangerous if you're getting off of one show at 12 o'clock at midnight and you're driving home and then you have to be at another show at 4.30 in the morning. You know, you're probably only giving yourself about an hour, hour and a half of sleep. And so that's kind of hard to function that way. And especially if you have to drive, a, you know, a great distance, like at least 30 minutes or longer. That's very dangerous. With only an hour and a half of sleep, it's very dangerous driving two to five minutes. So it's very um, important that you give yourself some time in between shows. Um, But that kind of brings me to um, the topic of turnaround time issues. Because with your turnaround time, especially, you know, on on union projects, you know, you are – you're supposed to have a certain amount of time before you're called back into work. And I think on television shows it's like um, nine hours, and then on movies it's like ten hours. So from the time that I rap at night to the time that my call time is the next day, it's supposed to be at least a minimum of nine hours for TV shows. And so if I'm rapping at ten o'clock at night and I have to be – I have to be at work by seven in the next morning you know you may think to yourself oh wow okay that's great time you know I'll um, actually have enough time to get a good night's sleep or whatever that's nine hours well most of that time you're going to spend driving home Um, some of that time you're going to spend driving to work the next morning some of that time you're going to spend at home just kind of settling down to go to bed some of that time you're going to spend in the morning getting up to get ready for work so about probably anywhere from one to three and a half hours is just spent traveling and settling yourself down or working yourself up getting yourself prepared to work so you take that nine hours you take out that three to four hours you only have about five hours of sleep
0: so mm-hmm. with
1: that being said I think it's so important, that we, so important that we take the time to do the right things for ourselves and for our bodies. And it's just so important that I think preparation, like you mentioned earlier, I think preparation is key. You know, when you know you're working all week, if you're full-time on a show like we are, it's so important to just prepare, like having, you know, your clothes pretty much prepared and ready for each day. So that that's something that you're not doing at night, the night before or even the morning of when you're getting ready. Just to have that stuff done. Before you leave work, you know, set your alarm on your cell phone so that you don't forget when you get at home you know, you get home. It's like little things like that, take the time to do them when you think you know, when you think about it and prepare ahead of time so that, you know, when you're spending time traveling to and to and from work, you know, when you get home you're not having to prepare for the next day, or when you get up in the morning, you don't have to think about what you're going to wear. It's already done for you. And so that you can save even, you know, just 15 to 20 minutes extra time is a lot. You can do a lot in that, in that amount of time. You can get, you know, decent amounts of sleep in 15 minutes, you know. So it just helps to, to be able to have that extra time to take care of yourself, you know, by getting more rest instead of like constantly on the go, constantly on the go and, and not being able to to uh to function properly. Because it's it's dangerous when you're driving. You know, we lose we lose so many people every year in this industry to just a lack of sleep. Because people are getting behind the wheel of a car and they're killing themselves or they're killing somebody else on the highway because they're falling asleep at the wheel. So that's why I say we have to use some of this time to take care of ourselves. If that means eating properly, getting exercise, um, getting sleep, the main thing, getting sleep. Because these turnaround times are not much time to turn yourself around. It really isn't. It really isn't. And that's why I can appreciate the 10-hour turnaround on a movie more so than this nine hour turnaround on television. And the thing about it is the movies are, to me are some are more slower paced than the TV. TV is constantly changing, constantly changing. There's always something different with television shows because you go from one episode to the next. So things are constantly changing and we'll talk about that a little later. But with, with you know, with film, you get the script. It's this one script. You read it, yes, the director could change their mind and make changes to the script, that's fine. But you have, I feel like you have more time to prepare for things. Whereas on television, there's not much time. With each episode, depending if it's, you know, each episode is done in like, you know, if it's comedy, like five days, it's, you know, anything else is like seven days. So it's constantly changing every five to seven days. Absolutely, absolutely. What are some of the other uh, other uh, challenges or things that it's important for a film and television makeup artist to be aware of? Well, definitely turnaround time. I just kind of mentioned it. Just you know, having prep time. You know, I think that's the one of the main things is having that prep time to prep, you know, um, to prep your life, actually. If you're the type of person, you know, if you're vegan and you, you take your own food to work, you know, just having that stuff done, you know, not just prep it one day before, you know, but prepping it ahead of time, like for the week or at least for like, you know, three or four days, you know what I mean, and just not – Mm-hmm. Because you, if you're, When you're working 12 to 16 to 18 hours a day, nobody has time to come home, think about what they're going to wear. You know, you, you allow too many things to happen. You allow for too many mistakes, like not setting your alarm, something like that. So right. it's like little things, you know, that we think, oh, well, we don't have to worry about that too much. You do. You have to think about some of the little things ahead of time. Even if you just sit there and, and, you know, set your alarm for every day of the week, even though you don't know what time you're going to be at work the next day. Just whatever time you're going to be at work at Monday, set your alarm for that same time on Tuesday. For Wednesday, set it a little bit maybe like one hour, you know, um, one hour later, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, kind of anticipate things a little bit. But have it done so that, you know, during the day when you do find out what time you have to be at work, you can go ahead and set, and set the proper time. But just kind of having some of that stuff done ahead of time will save you a lot of time. It will prevent you from being late because you overslept because you were so tired, you know, so, so just things like that. And just using, using the weekends, I think, to recharge, you know what I'm saying? Like, on, you know, on the weekends, don't be so much into, you know, oh, I got to hang out, I got to hang out, I got to hang out. But, you know, take it Saturday to really get the rest that you need to get, to do things that you need to do for your household and yourself personally, um, and then just taking Sunday to do. You know, if you want to kind of get out and hang out a little bit, Sunday's a good day to do that, but not too much. You know, when you're, when you're on these projects from anywhere from a month and a half to, to, you know, three months or a month and a half to six months, you know what I mean, you have to, like, really, um, you have to really take time for yourself and get your rest. You really, really do. I think um it's challenging for us to to exercise, I think. And we have to find mm-hmm. unique ways to do that. Because when you're on set all day, you have to find ways of being able to stay active. You know, and a lot of times I'll like I'll show things on social media how, you know, some of the guys and the girls sometimes are doing push ups on set. But you know, it takes more than push ups. You know, we gotta get some aerobic yeah. type of activity, you know, aerobic type of activity in there, not just strength exercises. So we have to get, you know, some more walking in there and, and um, you know, biking or something. So we have to make sure, like, even if you have to bring a jump rope to work, you know, and do that at lunchtime or do that on a break, like when, you know, maybe they're changing, uh, turning the camera around, or maybe the actors are rehearsing the scene. If you have to step outside of the, one of the stages and. Jump rope. That's something that you can do, but it's just it's very right. difficult and challenging trying to find ways of, um, you know, of getting some physical activity in there. So if you have to bring your bike to work, bring it to work. At lunchtime, you know, ride your bike even if it's just a 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And again, like I said, on those times when you know if actors are rehearsing and after the rehearsal they're gonna have to have to light the set. So you know that time right in there, it may take a good 30 minutes to 40 minutes. So that's time you can go out, ride around on your bike. Or if you don't have your bike there and you don't have a jump rope, just walk. Just walk yeah. and get some physical activity. But we have to do that. And not only that, we really have to take the time <clears throat> making sure that we are eating right, Um and drinking a lot of water. And some people probably think and say, well, what does this have to do with makeup? Well, it has nothing to do with makeup. It has everything to do with you, um, you know, and, and how you take care of yourself physically. And um, basically because if you're not getting proper things to eat, lots of water, staying hydrated, like you said, going out walking, getting the exercise, you know, your body is not going to be able to take the long hours that I spoke about earlier. Um, And so that's one of the things that you want to make sure that you pay attention to. You have to make sure you pay attention to that. Um, And then getting rest, you know, and and I'm pretty sure I might be repeating some of the same things that my sister said, but getting rest, making sure that you're sleeping getting a proper amount of sleep. That's why sometimes you all may hear us when we're talking, uh, we're on um, the line with a guest, and we, you know, we say, okay, you know, we say, well, you know, we're not going to hold you long because we have, you know, early call time in the morning. Some of those call times on Monday mornings are extremely early. Sometimes we may have to be at work at 442 in the morning, you know, so that means, you know, 4.42 in the morning, yeah, that's not a lot of traffic in the morning. And normally our ride to stage is maybe 30 to 35 minutes. So um, with no traffic, we may can be able to do it, you know, like in 25, 30 or something like that. But you still have to allow time to get up and get dressed to get out of the house. And so if you have to be there at 4.42, you know that you're going to be, Um, getting up in the 2 o'clock hour, and it is just no fun. And so it's so hard to go to bed early to wake up that early. And so um, unless you're the type of person that takes sleeping pills and things like that, I'm not. So it's hard for me to kind of rest when I have to be up that early. Actually, my call time tomorrow is um, 542, I believe it's 5:42 so i have to be up um you know i have to be up at at 4, four something like that so that i can be try to be out of the house by 5 no later than 5:10 so that i'm so that i might work on time um but it's a lot, you know, and you, ha- we do this show on Sunday nights. We'll finish the show between 9.45 and 10 p.m., and then we have to jump in the bed so that we can get up for a very, very early call time. So those, those are things that you have to think about, you know. And I say this a lot because there are a lot of people with families, um, and then there are a lot of people who are single parents. And, you know, when you have hours like that, you have to make sure you have everything prepared. It's like, how are the kids going to get to school? Um, you know, who's going to, you know, especially if you're really, really young kids, who's going to pick the kids up from daycare? And just things like that that you have to constantly be prepared for, constantly making decisions about. And so, um, you know, so this, this business is more than about just makeup. It's also about you um, and how you're going to handle yourself while working in this business, um, you know, so this that right there is a, is is definitely um, uh, could be a conversation all on its own. It's like you know the the working mother, you know, who's a makeup artist in the film and TV business. That I mean, that right there. Um, it's hard. It's hard for women who, you know, who are mothers and who try to work in the business. Um, it's tough because you know your your kids grow up and you're on set. You know, you you you're at work before they go to school, and you don't get home until after they're in bed sometimes. And sometimes you make you know you make it home and and they're already home from school, have already eaten dinner or whatever, and you know you don't have much time for them because. They have to go to bed and you have to go to bed. Yes, it's, that's right. it's tough. It's really tough. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. I want to kind of talk a little bit, though, about the makeup, because I, I was just saying that this business is not all about makeup. But I want to talk a little bit about the makeup, you know, when you're on a Project speaking mainly to those who are looking um you know maybe on a more of a full time basis on the uh you know on the on the film or television project you know you're working you are assigned a particular actor or actress um you know sometimes there are always issues that come up with looks and You know, like for um, the TV series, you know, like like my sister mentioned, like with a movie, it's just one script, one set of ideas. This is what it is. Any concerns or questions, it's all laid out in the very beginning. With a television series, it's depending on how many episodes you get for your season, let's say a 10-season episode then there's ten different scripts, ten different scenarios or looks or ideas or or concepts. Um, Sometimes in in an episode, there may be more than one concept. You know, you have an actress who has her basic look that runs throughout the entire season, the entire series, you know, and then you come in and there's some new concept that a director does for a particular part of um, the episode, where the person's look may have to be different. Well, sometimes the actress or actor, more particularly an actress, um, <clears throat> excuse me, may not like what this director is putting down. Like they may not like the look that this director wants them to have, and so the challenge or the issue comes about when you're trying to give the director because that's who you're taking your direction from. That's who you're taking orders from, the director. So you're going to give the director what he or she wants. But then you have this actress that sits in your chair every day that you have to deal with every day who may not be feeling this new look. You know, How are you going to convince the actress that, hey, look, you know, this is what they want. This is what I'm going to give them. I want you to be happy, but this is what I'm going to give them. So it's like how do you convince them to let's just go along with the program? You know, how, how do you do that? Um, and it's great because with the show that we work on right now, this is season two, so we know our actors. We know them very well. They know us very well. We have a certain type of rapport with one another. Um, and we can feel comfortable with speaking to our actors and they can feel comfortable knowing that we're not going to have them looking crazy. Yes, we're going to give the director what he or she wants, but you're not going to look crazy. I know what you like, I know what you don't like, I know what you want, I know what you don't want. You're going to make sure that you know we're everyone's happy in this situation. But when you're in a situation where this is the first time you're working with this actress and you really don't know her well, most of the time she comes, she sits in the chair, she gets her makeup done, she doesn't do much talking, you don't really get a chance to know her, you know, what do you do? How do you convince her that everything's going to be okay? Um, One of the things that I suggest is hear her out, see what it is that she does want or that she doesn't want, that she doesn't like about what the director is asking for, you know, and try to find a way where, you can give the director what he or she wants, but then you can give your actress a little bit of what she wants or a little bit of what she likes, still satisfying the director, but then also making them happy. Um, so that, that's kind of one thing that you face a lot. Um, the only time you, you get something like that from men is when it's something – you know, when you have to really, really do something um, maybe creative or, or sometimes it's like um, if you have to do scarring or bruising or um, some kind of specialty makeup on a man, sometimes they're kind of hesitant about having all of that makeup on them. Some men don't mind foundation then there's some men who don't want makeup at all. So then when you have to put a lot of specialty type makeup on them, sometimes there's a concern. But, again, it's the same thing. It's just about knowing how to talk to your actor um, and just knowing how to, to um, find a way to give the director what he or she wants as well as satisfying the actor. It's it's um, I'm not going to say it's a special gift or anything like that, but it's not hard. You just have to learn how to communicate. And speaking of communicating, um, I think, you know, knowing how to effectively communicate your job, your particular job, to um, other departments on the film and TV uh, set is so important. Um, a lot of times we deal with first ADs and, um, you know, they don't... Um, they, they think they know what we do, but they really don't know what we do. Um so let's say for instance, you know, an actress has to change her look for another scene. See, first ADs a lot of times look at us like we just, you know, powder and paint girls, you know, or powder puff girls, you know, like that's all we do is powder noses and, and, and that's it. But there's so much more to the job of a makeup artist on a film and TV set. And so... A lot of times you have to, when, when, when dealing with situations at work, you have to know how to effectively communicate uh, what it is that you do to other departments. Um, sometimes when, when they think about you doing a makeup, they don't think about what, what that entails. They don't understand that sometimes, especially when you first do an a actor's makeup in the morning, you know, it's not just putting the makeup on and you're done. You know, sometimes it's about dealing with what's going on on the skin as well. So we have to learn how to communicate what it is that we do effectively to other people. And I think that makes, you know, the day go by a lot smoother. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Totally agree. It's just just one of those things. Um, I think, you know, when it comes to the ADs, their, their main goal is time. You know, making everything run, and you just have to, you know, you just you just have to, um, you know, you just have to get them to understand that, you know, you want to save time just as much as they do. And trust and believe me, you want to go home just like everyone else. You don't want to be on set for 18, 19, and 20 hours. You know, you really don't. So you just want to do your job, you want to create, and they sometimes when they're so worried about time, they take the whole creative process away, you know. And so they'll sit in these meetings and just make the decision like, no, you can't, you can't uh, do a certain type of makeup because it's going to take too long. But you, as the makeup artist, know, oh, I can get, I can get body paint, for example, I can get body paint on someone quickly, especially, you know, especially if you're an experienced body painter. And if you're not an experienced body painter, but you're an experienced airbrusher, you can airbrush the paint on quickly. You know, but but ADs don't understand that. They don't know body paint, airbrush, foundation. They don't know anything about makeup for the most part, you know, unless they're women. But for the most part, a lot of them don't know the process. And so because of that, they want to cut the whole creative process out. Not really caring about the look of the show because the look of the show is not their department. They're worried about what's their department and keeping everything on track, making sure we get every shot that we need to get and making sure we do it within a certain amount of time. That's all they're concerned about. But because of time, they want to cut our creative process. And so we just have to learn how to just speak up, speak up for ourselves, and, um, you know, and know how to communicate with other departments to say, hey, look, you know, I can do this within X amount of time, you know, and, and be realistic with the time that you say. I know things happen You know, something gets messed up, you have to do something over, take something off, you get that. But when you give time estimates, you want to build a little cushion in there so that when you say it's going to take you 30 minutes to airbrush just two legs, somebody's legs, front and back, you know, so put the body paint on front and back of two legs. If you say it's going to take 30 minutes, but you're building some, it might take less than that, but you want to build some extra time so that just in case something goes on and you have to make some corrections or what have you. And, you know, they don't even have to even know about if there's anything, any corrections that you have to make, as long as you do everything that you need to do within that time. And then if you run over a little bit, you need to find find the AD that's working on, on base camp near the trail and say, hey, this is what happened, I need five more minutes or something like that. But you always want to be very conscious of time. It's, it's definitely um, a must in film and television. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right, right back.
0: 1294 that's eight one eight six nine one twelve ninety four. join our program and become a friend with benefits today
1: all right we are back um just wanted to share some different things um and i've, I've been thinking about some of these all week long because there was different things coming up on set different challenges different issues um different um, things that I wanted to address. And this is one last thing that I have to say is, you know, when you're working, if you're coming to a film and television set to work and you're working as a day player, it is so, so important to do exactly what your department head or your key asks of you to do. Um, A lot of times before um, you come they may send you your call sheet. They may also send you specific instructions. Um, you know, you're, if you're working on a studio lot, they may say parking is in a certain area, please park there. Um, they may say, you know, bring certain types of, I mean, certain types of products for your kit or they may say, bring a basic beauty kit, that's it. Don't bring anything extra, bring basic beauty. And we all know that basic beauty will include tattoo cover. So just bring a basic kit. Um, there, there may be all kinds of instructions given um, before you come to work on that, on that first day. And you have to, you have to listen to the instructions given. If you are told to park, at crew parking and then walk over to, you know, the background holding area or come over to the makeup trailer. When you're on your way walking over, if you see the department head or the key's car parked close by to the trailer, that's not a sign for you to go get your car and bring it closer either. You know, you have to follow the instructions. There are certain things that the, uh, the department head or the key, um, Certain privileges that the department head and the key have, and sometimes that means parking closer. Um, that doesn't mean that you, as an additional additional, park closer. Um, come, bring the kits that they tell you to bring. You know, I know a lot of times a lot of us, because you know, and this is just, this is just what we do. We have a lot of um, we have a lot of makeup. And sometimes our makeup kits may not be organized in a way that we can carry a small kit, and sometimes we're just the type of people who are just afraid to be without certain things. So the thing that I say to that is when, you, when you're told to bring a basic kit, you really have to streamline your kit. You really have to um, just bring exactly what's needed because a lot of times when you're working, let's say, three or four days in a row, a lot of times you want to leave your kit, but if you have an excessive amount of stuff, there's really not always a lot of room for you to leave your kit um, and have all this stuff just sitting around. Also, another thing, when you're working in background holding, it may be a tent, it may be um, some building that you're in. Sometimes, it's definitely not on the studio lot, but when you're working off on location somewhere and you're in a building, sometimes, because I've seen this happen, when you're working in background, once you get finished with all the background actors, right before you go to set, I always suggest packing up your kit, packing everything. Um, And if if you have time to pack everything up and just get your set bag, just to take a set bag to set with you, if you can pack everything up, and take it to your car, that would be great because I've seen where people left their stuff and said, oh, I'll come back later and get it, and a lot of people may do that. Um, Some people go back later and get their stuff. Some people, I've seen someone forget to go back to get their stuff and thinking, okay, when the night is over, I'll come back and get my stuff. Well, the background holding was like maybe five or six blocks away from where the actual set was and before locking up i mean before before the night was over they locked that building up and so when the night was over and that makeup artist went back to get her stuff the building was locked so the so the ad that was working in the building did not come back and tell the makeup people hey look we have to lock this building up. If anybody has anything here, you need to come back and get it. There was no messages given to come back and get your stuff. And this woman lived at least 60 miles away. So the production had to put her up in a hotel. And then the next day when the owner of the building came in, they could unlock um, the building and she could get her stuff. They didn't want to bother the owner of the building at this point, wake him up in the middle of the night to come and unlock the door and all that. So the production took a loss and had to put her, the, um, put her in the hotel for a night, and then she wasn't able to get her stuff until the next morning. So a lot of times it's always best to just kind of, you know, be aware of, of your where your belongings are. And also when it's sitting over there and holding and you're out on set, You don't know what's going on over there because sometimes some of the extras go to set and they leave some extras back until they need them. You don't know if anyone's rambling around in your stuff. You just don't know. So you have to be very, very careful with your kit, where you leave it. You know, even if you left it over there and everything's packed up, um, that's a little bit better than just leaving it all out. Um, But you just have to be very careful about those kind of things and just pay attention to all things. That's kind of the last thing I had to say about some of the challenges that you faced did you have anything else uh Denise that you wanted to share before we before we left um that's that's it for me. I mean, I think it could <laughs> easily uh be another show because there's there's just tons of things about you know probably we could do a show about what to do and what not to do um you know on a film or television set and and a lot of these things could be included uh in that but um mhm. I think it's a very, very interesting show tonight. Um, I think we can go on and on and on, um, but I think it's best to leave it right there. Yeah. So before we leave, tell everyone how they can follow us on social media. Okay, you can follow us on our Facebook page. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. And then you can follow us um, on Twitter. We're Beauty Underscore Talk. And on Instagram, we're Beauty Underscore Talk. Media, And then you can follow Janice and I as well on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Janice is at Janice Tunnell. that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And me, Denise, I am D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And you can follow both of us together on Facebook at Denise and Janice Tunnell. All right, with that being said, thank you guys for your continued support. Next Sunday night, we have Miss Yolanda Frederick. She is Sierra's personal makeup artist, and she'll be here with us uh, next Sunday night at 9 p.m. So you don't want to miss that. Tell a friend and join us live at 9 p.m., 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody.